Hello, and welcome to the 12th installment of my podcast, Walking the Path with Rita Milio, Spiritual Sherpa and Holistic Wellness Coach. Today, we're going to look at the important and powerful mind tool of intuition. Many times described as a sixth sense, intuition is often regarded as something that you can't expect to have readily available to you at your will, but rather like creativity, it may pop in occasionally and gift you with an unexpected insight. But actually, we can all have more readily available access to this deep sense of knowing if we learn some simple strategies to call it forth. Being intuitive comes from listening, listening to your inner self, your subconscious mind, and your higher self or soul's wisdom. To illustrate, I'll stop by sharing with you an essay that I wrote some years ago titled, When an Inner Voice Says, Listen to Me. I've always been in touch with my intuition. Since I was a small child, I felt watched over, guided, and protected. Part of that protection has included receiving messages from my inner self, intuitions about actions to take, things to watch out for, places to be or not to be. Oftentimes these messages arrive in a small still voice that is still very close to my own thoughts. So much so that occasionally, if I am very busy or distracted, I won't pay attention to it and I'll miss the potential benefit. On one such occasion, I ignored it. I ignored this nudging voice urging me not to place my purse where I normally did at my child's daycare when I was there as a parent helper. So my purse got stolen that day. But more often, I do listen, especially when my inner voice takes on what I call its listen-to-me tone. This happens only when there is something very important happening that I am about to miss because I'm either not paying close enough attention or I'm discounting the presence of the voice. I can recall two occasions when my inner voice took on a very insistent tone and the sheer power of this insistence made me instantly comply and I'm forever grateful that I did. The first instance took place as I was looking through the library one day, several years prior to the birth of my second child. As was my habit, I was wandering aimlessly, almost in a trance-like state, just letting my feet take me where they wanted to go. I stopped in front of a shelf where I sensed a book calling to me. From past experience, I knew I would find the best books this way, so I took this book down from the shelf, and I was surprised to see the title, The Writer's Handbook. I wondered, why does this book want me? However, knowing that there must be some good reason, I started to take the book up to the checkout. I'd only taken a couple of steps when a voice inside my head practically yelled at me, now is not the time. Well, make up your mind, I thought, and I put the book away again. Having forgotten this incident, several years later, I was once again wandering through the library shelves and this same book called to me again. This time, I took it home and it literally changed my life. Reading the first few pages, I began to feel a strange excitement welling up inside me. This is what I'm supposed to do, I thought. Never having before considered writing, I nonetheless became a writer that night. Four years later, I published an article in the 1987 edition of the Writer's Handbook, the very same book that had started it all. I came to understand why I did not take the book the first time around. Writing immediately came such a consuming passion for me 
that I know, had I started writing earlier, I might not have wanted to give up the time and space in my life required to raise a second child. But once I had them both, I was awfully glad that I had listened to both messages. This first powerful experience led me to listen and to follow my special intuitive voice another time, even when I was quite reluctant to do so. I was at a Burger King with my son, who was then around two years old. He was playing in the area, in the play area with another young boy about his age when I began to get the familiar small voice saying, get that woman's phone number, meaning the child's mother, stay in touch with her. Since she was a complete stranger, I was not comfortable trying to do this. However, the message came again even stronger, and yet even still, I resisted. Finally, the woman and her son were about to leave, and for a third time, the message came through, this time roaring inside my head. Don't let that woman get out of here without getting her phone number. Okay, already, I thought, as I quickly made up some comment about our kids playing so well together. I went on to mention the fact that there were few playmates in my neighborhood and would she consider meeting again or coming over so that our kids could play together. Much to my surprise and relief, she agreed. This woman soon became a good friend and she invited me to her meditation group. I met with this group for seven years, marking a period for some of my most important spiritual growth. From this start, I went on to later become a psychotherapist so that I could teach and speak on topics of spiritual growth and self-transformation to both lay audiences and counseling professionals about what I call intuitive training. My belief is that everyone can be taught to hear their own small, still voice, or at least to recognize it when it says, listen to me. So that's how my intuition has worked for me. But what about you? And what is intuition really? How can you gain more access to this valuable asset? Intuition is a way of knowing that pops into our consciousness seemingly spontaneously without us having to think about it or to look for it. But it's not magic and it doesn't emerge from out of the blue. These insights come from your subconscious mind and they present themselves at times when your logical mind is focused on something that the intuitive information has a connection to or an association with. This is the way the subconscious mind works to bring relevant information into conscious awareness. It is constantly comparing notes between information you are focused on in the moment and in any information that is in mental storage that might be relevant to it. Scientists now believe that such information can positively influence decision-making and creativity. Often coinciding with the first impression, intu intuition picks up on subtle perceptual cues and uses the brain's automatic evaluation processes. Remember when you were in school and you were taking a test and if you couldn't decide between two choices on a multiple choice question? If you went with the very first choice that you felt drawn to, it was usually the right one, right? That is a form of intuitive processing and insight. And the more we pay attention to it and follow it, the more it works for us. Intuition is not a brain-based function. It is felt in the body. So you can't think it into existence. You can only feel it and allow it to emerge. Here are some ways that your body will let you know if you're about to have an intuitive insight emerge. 
you might feel a gentle urge to make a certain choice or to take a certain path. You may have a feeling in the pit of your stomach that feels like it is alerting you or warning you when something is off or not quite right. You might feel a subtle but clear sense of knowing when you're making a correct choice or decision, one that is in your own best interest. I have a quick five minute or less exercise that I use when teaching on the topic of intuition. It helps you identify your own personal intuition cue, the way that your body tells you that you're about, that you're either in agreement with or not in, an, in agreement with on an intuitive level, a particular idea or circumstance. Basically, your intuition cue tells you whether your inner self that always has your highest good as its intent is telling you whether you believe at a deeper subconscious level, where, by the way, you have access to much more information than you do in your conscious awareness, that a particular choice is good for you or not. I'll share this exercise with you right now. Go ahead and get comfortable and close your eyes. Take in a few deep breaths and simply notice the feeling of your relaxed body. Intend to register awareness of how it feels for your body to be relaxed and comfortable, to be in a neutral zone. Now say to yourself in your head something that is truth for you. Say, my name is, and then say your own name. Do this three times and note that your body remains feeling neutral because truth resonates as a peaceful and calm feeling. There is no mental or emotional dissonance, no inner conflict regarding the message to disturb the peacefulness. So three times, my name is, and say your own name. And then after that, say to yourself three times something that is not truth for you. Say, my name is Rita Milios, which of course is not your name. Say that to yourself three times. Scan your body and feel any sensations. You should notice a subtle dissonant sensation which may often be experienced as a catch in the breath, a holding of the breath, a tightness or grabbing feeling in your stomach, or some other but subtle bodily sensation. You could continue going back and forth between the truth statement and the non-truth statement until you have identified your own personal intuition cue. You can do this simple and quick exercise to do an inner check-in and discover your own intuition cue or signal and know when you're experiencing truth, your own deepest belief about what is truth in a given situation or what is non-truth, something that is not true for you. To get an answer from your intuitive inner self, you just have to format your query as a yes or no option. You can ask yourself anything from, should I have the pork chops or the shrimp for dinner, to should I take this new job I'm being offered or not. In the first case, you would imagine or visualize yourself experiencing one of the choices. 
eating the pork chops or eating the shrimp and feel how your body responds to that choice. Does it stay in neutral or does it give you the alert signal that it is not comfortable with the choice you're imagining? Then you would visualize the other choice and see how your body responds to that. In the, question, in the case of a question such as, should I take this new job, visualize yourself experiencing what you'd expect to experience if you had gotten the job. Imagine yourself doing the necessary tasks and interacting with the people that you are aware that you'd be interacting with and see how your body responds. Remember, these are subtle sensations, but they are distinct. So the more you practice this type of intuitive questioning, the more easily you will be able over time to recognize a yes or no answer coming from your intuition. I did this exercise with a client many years back to discern her inner intuitive feelings about a new job that she was considering. Her intuition said, no, don't do it. Surprised at first because it seemed like a perfect fit for her, upon reflecting a bit more on it, however, she realized that she had picked up on subtle cues when interviewing with the woman who would be her future boss. And the cues told her that she would have a hard time getting along with this woman and would not enjoy working with her. So her intuition likely gave her some good advice. The intuition cue exercise works because truth and non-truth resonate in the body at different frequencies, and these can be felt. By recognizing and being on alert for your own intuition cues, you can increase your conscious awareness of these subtle sensations and develop an inner radar that can warn you of danger or alert you to pay attention when an important message is about to be missed. One of the most important pay attention cues I've ever received involved a seemingly random message coming from a TV. When my first child was only five years old, I wasn't paying attention to the TV at the time. I was just walking through the family room as a doctor on television on a talk show was discussing a new technique for scoliosis surgery. I had a huge alert signal, something that just told me to pay attention to this information. I felt that it was important, but why I didn't know at the time. However, I was aware of the meaning of my alert signal, so I did pay attention and learned that this new technique which was just being investigated at hospital in Canada. That's all I got from the interview, but I held it in the back of my mind. I was unclear as to why this information would be important to me. I didn't know anyone who had scoliosis, but perhaps I would meet someone I would be able to help them one of these days. I guess that was my best guess at the time. So I didn't give the idea much more thought until about six months later at a pre-kindergarten checkup, my daughter's doctor informed me that my daughter Melissa showed signs of scoliosis. There's a lot more of this story, but the bottom line is that after some early treatment, including my daughter wearing a back brace for a number of years that was only a little bit helpful to slow the curve, when Melissa was 12 years old, it became time to do the surgery to fuse her spine. I then remembered the message I'd heard on TV years prior, and my husband called all the major hospitals in Canada. This was just prior to the internet becoming a household resource, so we had to use the phone, until we found the hospital that had pioneered the surgery. 
we learned that the technique was just about to be introduced for the first time in the United States at Cleveland Clinic, a major teaching hospital in my state of Ohio. My daughter became the very first patient to receive this new improved scoliosis surgery in the United States, which gave her much better results and more flexibility in her spine than the old form of surgery would have. And we would never have known about that option if I had not listened to my intuitive alert signal years before. Just like me, you too can learn to get valuable information and alerts from your own intuition. Use the quick little exercise that we did earlier to help you get an answer to any question or make any decision. And by increasing your contact with your intuition, you will be more likely to get more spontaneous alerts from it as well. By deliberately working with and getting more familiar with your own intuition cues, you can enjoy rewards such as becoming more creative, becoming more productive, having less stress, feeling better able to make good decisions and find solutions to problems, being able to tune in to your body's inner wisdom for self-healing, and having more intuitive guidance, such as the ones I've described in my opening article. Now, let's take a look at synchronicities. Synchronicities are avenues of information that would, could be deemed merely coincidences by others, but they really aren't just coincidences to the person who's experiencing them, because the person having a synchronicity feels and knows that the incident in question brings a deeper meaning and a message for them, if not for everyone else. Here's a little incident that happened to a student in my Miracles in Mind class many years ago. It's a good example of how synchronicity plays out. One day I received a frantic and later I realized prophetic phone call just as I was sitting down to a special family dinner. A student from my Miracles class was beside herself with confusion and fright. Something so strange and out of the ordinary had happened to her that she didn't know what to make of it, yet she was sure that there was a message in it. Her need to make sense of the strange event that had just occurred in her life was so desperate that I put aside my own plans for the moment. I first calmed her down and then asked her to tell me her story. It seems that she had been walking out the door to go to a special event of her own. She had dressed up for the occasion and had put on a certain pair of special earrings, pierced earrings. She specifically remembered using extra care to secure the earring backs as she wanted to be sure not to lose one of these earrings. Again, they were very special and they were expensive as well. Ready to go, she went into the garage to her car. Then she heard a small ping and looking down, she spied an earring which had apparently fallen, fallen out of one ear despite her best efforts. However, the real surprise came when she retrieved the earring. Picking it up, she gasped. She knew that she had put the earring through her ear and had secured it. The only way it could have fallen out is if the earring and the earring back had come apart. But the two earring parts were there on the garage floor, still attached to one another. What was going on? I didn't have an answer for her right away. The only thing that I could think of was that she had apparently been offered a spiritual gift called a synchronicity. Synchronicities take many forms, though it usually comes as a coincidence that is not really a coincidence, such as being in the right place at the right time to receive help just when you need it. Synchronicity 
can also take a more mysterious form, such as the one mentioned here. The key element in synchronicity, however, is that the incident offers a message to the participant. This message is often not recognized by others who will see it as a mere coincidence or misinformation. Yet for the person involved, the message they perceive serves to heighten their awareness of and their belief in the spiritual realm. The mystery of synchronicity may be seen as a spiritual hello, a tap on the shoulder for one's angels or spiritual sources saying, pay attention. We are here and we can interact with you and your world. Notice us and believe in us. I've seen this happen to people who are new to the spiritual path. Is 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 as if their spiritual helpers are giving them a bit of drama to aid in the building of their belief, which is sometimes difficult to acquire at first. We all want proof that the spiritual realm exists. I believe that synchronicities often come to offer that proof at a crucial stage in the believer's path. But beyond the belief building factor, synchronicities serve a greater purpose as well. They serve to establish a first vital link between our sources of spiritual guidance and us. Once belief is established, when we begin to listen for messages more directly, we come to expect and to desire that we can receive such messages. In this way, synchronicity set up the framework for our communication with our higher realms. They lay the groundwork for our later use of intuition. Intuition and synchronicities are very similar. They both involve messages from our spiritual sources. But while synchronicities happen to us without our having to do anything, intuition is a two-way street. We must purposely and consciously open our minds to intuition as a form of spiritual communication if we are to further strengthen our contact with the spiritual realm. For it is through intuition, in reality, that all direct communication with the spiritual realm occurs. There are no telephone calls, no emails from space and spirit, only the subtle and fleeting thought feelings that we call intuition. As we evolve spiritually, we begin to train our minds to become more aware of our own unique intuition cues and become to better understand how we receive our own particular intuitive messages. We learn to discern which thoughts are true intuitions and which are just a rational mind pondering. These are important steps in our spiritual growth process. And it is synchronicity that often provides that first important contact from the spiritual realm and allows us to begin our journey down our spiritual path with faith and confidence, knowing that our angels and spiritual helpers really are there for us all along the way. Finally, here are a few additional and practical ways you can enhance your intuitive abilities. Take time for solitude. Be with your inner self on a regular basis by meditating, practicing mindfulness, or having some regular reflection or journaling time. Foster your creativity. Creativity is actually a form of intuitive communication. So whether you write, make art, dance, sing, or do some other creative activity, you are tapping into your intuitive nature. Be observant. Have your radar out for coincidences that may actually be synchronicities. 
closely notice these occurrences and ponder on what the message may be that they are sending to you. Listen to and tune into the feelings of your bodily sensations. Remember, it is through your body, not your brain, that you will feel the presence of intuitive messages coming to you. You may have gut feelings, or you may have butterflies in your stomach, or you may get a tingling sensation that is quite common when spiritual energy is entering your body. Pay attention to your dreams. Intuitions, like other messages from spirit, often come to us in dreams, because dreams give us regular, predictable access to our inner landscape. It's often easier for the spiritual realm to get through to you via your dreams, because while dreaming, your conscious mind has stepped aside. Still, it retains close by enough that it can be aware of and bring into full conscious awareness when you awaken any messages and information that your intuition has shared with you. Track your successes. It's a good idea to record all the occasions when you listen to your intuition and it proved to be right or not. Track as well any sensations and feelings that alerted you to a possible intuitive message. This way, and looking back over these recordings after a period of time, you will be able to figure out which alerts are really your intuitive message insisting system reaching out to you and which aren't. And again, there will be subtle but direct and consistent patterns to your alert cues. And you may have more than one intuition or alert cue, one telling you that an insight or, or idea is about to come forth, and another which alerts you to possible danger or something that you should pay closer attention to. Your intuition is the most valuable and important resource that you have available. Everyone is intuitive, but those who learn to consciously work with their intuition and regularly use it get the most value out of it. Your intuition can be a practical ace in the hole that gives you a competitive edge. And it can also be your best friend as the wise part self of you that gives you access to higher spiritual guidance and assistance. Okay, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, feel free to contact me with questions or comments or for resources at ritamilios at gmail.com. Remember, I'm available for individual spiritual path coaching or for group training for therapists and coaches. To everyone who listened today, thanks again. I wish you always blessings on your path.